Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. everybody and welcome to ginger on ginger the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word phrase or concept and then discuss it through their gingery lens i'm jacob godby and i'm alex tate alex i heard you tried pegging for the first time this week it was aggressive oh yeah but i you know i'm trying to unkink it like what if it was just like a like a fun thing Yes. Like, oh, we'll do a little pegging this weekend. I agree with you, man. I remember watching Deadpool in theaters for the first time when he gets pegged and everybody laughed, but in like the wrong way. Like, oh, I would never do that. But I was laughing and like, oh, good for Deadpool. Like pushing yeah. this out of the kink realm, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it can stay in the kink realm, out of the uh, kink shaming realm. I mean, listen, there's no way God put a G spot in my butthole for no reason. Right. right? That's how I feel. Yeah. We got ads now. We're selling our souls. What you gonna do about it? We got money now. Speaking of G spots, Alex, uh, this week we are brought to you yet again by Podgo. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, not Alex and I, just me, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And y'all, you need to start podcasts and put our name in there on the forum so we can get $5, please. Okay, Alex, let's get into it. What is our word of the day? Yeah, Jacob, our word of the day today is something that I was hoping to throw you off with, and I don't know why. It's um, silk. Oh, okay. Uh, immediate thought, almond milk. <laughs> Which, yeah, which is, which is called milk. Which is water. <laughs> an, which is an asinine thing to me. I think that's outrageous. That they can that, call it milk? That somebody thought of it in the first place. That somebody was like, I you looked at a nut and went, I bet I can get some form of liquid out of that thing. <laughs> well, they just crush them and then mix it with water, and that's what you're getting. And I'm kind of siding with the dairy industry on this one because uh, I don't think they should be able to call it almond milk. That's false advertising. It should be called almond water that sort of looks like milk because we've made it look like milk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I wanted to talk about how the fact that there's a thing called a silkworm Oh, yeah. What a bizarre creature, right? And we're it, not called, you know, we're not called poop skins. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it poops. It poops a usable material, essentially. Which is so cool. And I just now think that all other animals poop is inferior. Why doesn't my poop do anything for anybody? Well, like sometimes you don't digest corn. I suppose you could reuse that. Yeah. In some sort of survival situation yeah or like a you know like an art project (laughs) the the like the state of modern art is really at a place where that's uh, acceptable i'm thinking like a child's like thanksgiving uh artwork (laughs) (laughs) gross weird vibes today dude weird vibes but yeah i agree silk is wild like the fact that it comes out now is the only source of silk a silkworm and is a lot of silk synthetic? I have no idea. And I'm sure there's like some, well, I, I'd, I have some delusions that a wildlife biologist actually listens to this podcast. They probably don't. 
but somewhere someone is panicking right now because they were like, no, you you don't use the silk from the silkworms, but it's just called the silkworm because it poops yeah. what looks like silk. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of this. Or you do use the poop from the silkworm. Alex, we can ask my friend, uh, consignment store owner, Silk Silkington. <laughs> okay. Hi, what's up? I'm Silk Silkington, expert on silkworms. Uh, I, I just had a couple of questions. I was wondering if the silk we commonly use is like a synthetic silk or does it actually come from the poop of silkworms? Okay, so we use a lot of synthetic silk, but it's also mixed with the silk of silkworms. And here's something you didn't know about silk from silkworms. It tastes really good. Uh, okay. Um, do you spend a lot of time with silkworms? Too much, probably. I like yeah. to hold them above my throat and just squeeze all the silk out into my mouth. Gross. I'm sorry, man. I gotta get him out of here, dude. Get out of here, Silk. Silk Silkington, everybody. Silk Silkington. What a visit. That was, uh, that was something. The other thing with Silk is that it's gotten this, like, aura about it, of it being, like, really nice and really fancy, and it feels really good. Um, I don't know if you've ever slept in, like, silk sheets or, like, worn silk a silk shirt ever in your life, but I find it horrific. Do you? Okay, I've never worn a silk shirt, but I've definitely slept on silk sheets. And yeah, I mean, past the initial shock of, wow, this is the softest thing I've ever touched, it doesn't have a lot of, like, sweat-wicking value. That's the It's hot as... I feel like it's hot as fuck, and it's just like... I feel like I'm just like... Uh, like somebody has spread a thin layer of butter over me. <laughs> Like, it's initially, you're like, ooh, creamy, nice. But after, like, five minutes, you're like, get this off of me. Get yeah. this creamy butter off of my skin. Alex, I, I don't know. I mean, you and I have both been poor before, and I still am. Yeah. Uh, when you just, like, stay at someone's house or in, like, an Airbnb, and the sheets have a higher thread count than yours, and you can, like, notice it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what is this? Holy cow. It's wonderful. You're like, oh, I just assumed it was sheets were supposed to be scratchy, but this is yeah. like a nice experience. Is this how people live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't know what thread count was till I was 22 years old. I think when I was shopping with my mom for stuff to go to college is when I learned what it was. And how crazy expensive sheets can get. Oh, my oh goodness. Oh, my Lord. Absurd. Which I guess... If you think about it, you sleep on it every single night. So you're paying, I mean, for, and you might use sheets for three or four years. So that's a thousand days of use for, you know, $80 or whatever. It's a pretty good value. Yeah, right. You're right. But Damn right you. off the, like right up top, it's not, it is expensive. Yeah. Damn you and your logic. <laughs> Can you do a payment plan for some high thread count sheets? <laughs> I feel the need to sometimes. There's like a, there's, there's got to be like a sheet subscription service now, right? Everything has one. Oh, yeah. You want to start a business together? Here we go. Cut this <laughs> out of the podcast. Yeah, I might. There's like this store here in Missoula that's downtown and they do like, I don't really know what the store's going for here. I think it's just like a fancy things store. They have like really fancy kitchen knives. and Oh, is that the copper store? They, I think it's called the Red Rooster. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Um, And they just have, like, fancy shit in there. And then in the back, they have, like, a bedding corner. And I'm not joking. They have sheets there that are, like, $800. Ew. What? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's so good about these. And then I touch them, and I'm like, that feels nice. It feels really nice. It feels incredible. But I don't yeah, know if it feels not, $800 incredible. Yeah, I was like, that feels $150 incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah, I don't what any what else about silk? I don't I'm trying to think of uh stuff. I I think about fashion and then I think about Zoolander and how bad Zoolander 2 is. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. I refuse to watch that movie. Sean and I had like a shitty movie night one time in college and we watched Zoolander 2 and How to Be Single and honestly, How to Be Single is the way better movie. I think I have seen How to Be Single and that's not a terrible movie. It's not a good movie, I should say. It's a solid D plus, but D plus is not awful. Yeah, and Zoolander's a solid F. I mean, it ends in a volcano. Like your your favorite fashion icons are fighting a bad guy in a volcano. <laughs> yeah. I, it's absurd. Like it's bad. I'm really not a fan of this trend of like making sequels to movies that don't need sequels. Ooh, yeah. Okay, let's we can talk movie sequels. Here's some of the best ones, right? Toy Story 2 and 3. 4 is good. I don't I don't put it up with those others. Uh also 22 Jump Street, I think I like more than 21. Yeah. I I know you love 22 Jump Street, but but like for instance, the entire last 3 Star Wars movies I find wholly unnecessary and do nothing for me. That's fine. I mean, they're not really for you and they also made a lot of money <laughs> yeah they're, but they're just like it's like i don't know i never needed a more of those and like no yeah that's true or like uh john wick the john wick sequels i've only seen the first one but i've, I've heard that's all you need to see okay the first one is like a great succinct action movie where like things happen and you're like okay i get it action movie and then I feel like that got really successful. And so they were like, shit, now we have to like build out this universe that was never meant to be like fleshed out. And now there's this like hidden ring of assassins that John Wick is a part of and stuff like that. And you're like, what? What? I just like the fact that he was just a dude that killed people with pencils. I don't. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, uh, Bill and Ted 3, like 25 years after the fact or whatever. Yeah. There's no way that movie's good. And I'm if calling it, is, it right now. I don't think it'll be because of the stars. Like I, I, f I find a lot that if a sequel has redeeming factors, it's usually the supporting cast of like younger players that help it. That like the more current parts of the movie, or th that aren't trying to be current with old older stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I yeah. There's no way that yeah these sequels that come out 30 years later and they're like oh so exciting isn't it and like not really I didn't ask for this. Like Anchorman two, I think the best parts of that one are with his new boss and like yeah and like all the brick stuff falls flat for me and I think when they incorporate new characters and new situations updated for more current times, I think those are the better parts of the movie. The stuff where it's just fan service does not work. Yeah, definitely. Although I will say I have come around a lot on that movie. I've only seen it once. It's, I don't, I have not, I mean, I have a hard time recommending you watch it again, but <laughs> <laughs> it, 
because even though I've come around on it, there's a good 25, 30 minutes that does not work for me. There's a whole scene in the lighthouse where he thinks he's blind and it's just, yeah, that's, a, that's, oh, the, that's so immediately bad. what my mind went to was that whole section it, on the beach and in the lighthouse that I'm like, and there's a fucking like dolphin or whatever that his son sings to named Dobie. And like, it's so bad. That part you can cut out of the movie and have a perfectly fine movie <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't change the movie at all. Yeah. Um, all right, Jacob, I heard there was a question. Well, it's a Q&A, baby. You know you got questions, and we got the answers. Yeah, so a little while ago, I posed a question on Instagram, and we were like, hey, what do you want to know? You know, what do you want to know about from Ginger on Ginger? And so Rick Parrots on Instagram asked, how'd you get so sexy? Oh, it's been an arduous process. <laughs> I actually, I inherited it from my dad. That dude's a fucking snack. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a am not sexy and this is all just a joke, but I feel like I have really, uh, really struggled for a long time with my whiteness. Okay. I was the only redheaded kid in my entire school. Interesting. For yeah. like, until like high school. So like all elementary school and middle school, I was the only redheaded kid. Then that must one, have been hard, all these, uh, you know, horrible societal disadvantages towards redheads. Yeah. No, I just thought I was tasty <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, I mean, you are, and I am as well, but I made friends with another redhead, so we kind of went through school together. Then two girls came into high school, and they were, like, with red hair, and they were gorgeous, and they just got, like, instantly popular, and they were super popular this entire time, and I was like, oh, that did not happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how you got funny, right? Because that's kind of how I got funny. It was like, one, trying to make my friends laugh. And two, just trying to get along with everybody. And if I can't connect on with like, not that I really had a bully that targeted me, but these, you know, mean, usually athletic people. Um, if we couldn't connect on anything else, we could at least connect on a joke. Yeah. I, I do remember like quickly just being okay with people like making fun of my red hair because that's the only i and then i would like actively be like like try to come up with a better insult than that yeah you know and that's yeah. how like i like got a thick skin and was like able to like laugh and joke around with people because i would like people would like try to make some like insulting joke towards me and i'd be like i've honestly heard that one already and then i would make some insulting joke back to them and then people would like give me high fives and i was like haha haha <laughs> I am the victor. We've really leaned into this ginger label, and I think, honestly, it's helped us. Yeah. Uh, we also have one more thing from Instagram. Just Tucker asked... He didn't ask. He said, I recently went to a party with live art, nudity, good DJ, etc. Okay. Uh, cool, Tucker. Great. Next time, invite us. Oh, is that it? That's all That's it, it says? Yeah. It, it's not... He wrote the etc. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker's an old friend from Montana, and he's really into that sort of thing. We also, him and I lived in Los Angeles for a while together and just the shenanigans that he got up to. Okay. So here's a good story. Alex. I don't know if I told you this actually, okay. uh, St. Patty's day. I want to say 2019. Okay. I think it was last year. Uh, I'm at my neighbor's place. We're drinking, we're having a little fun. And I text Grant Tucker and Max, three of our friends. And I say, mm -hmm. Hey, come over, drink with us. And they're like, okay, we'll be there in a few minutes. Like an hour and a half goes by. And we're like, I'm like, maybe I should just go home. Like, I don't think they're going to be here. And then they knock on the door. Right. Mm -hmm. And they open the door 
And they walk in and this moth flies in and I'm a little <sighs> drunk and Tucker's the one that opened the door. So I'm like, Tucker, you asshole, you let a moth in here. Now you have to eat it. <laughs> and so Tucker's also drunk. So he just snatches the moth out of the air, puts it in his mouth, no. chews it up and swallows it. Unacceptable. <laughs> and Ew. The, rest, the rest of the night, he wouldn't tell us how it tasted. We, would be, we were like, Tucker, <laughs> holy shit, man. Why did you do that? And he was like, you told me to. And I'm like, that does not mean you have to do it, dude. <laughs> And he wouldn't tell us every time. I'm like, Tucker, I had that taste. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and finally, at the end of the night, I was like, I'm going to go home. And Tucker was like, Dusty. And I was like, what? And he was like, it tasted like dust. <laughs> so here's the uh, capper to all of this. We're trying to hang out the next weekend. Uh, so I text the group, group text. And uh, I was like, whoa, what's up? And Tucker texts back. And he's like, I haven't been in, at work all week because I have been very, very sick. <laughs> Uh, so he, he, we were like revenge of the moth and there another capper six months later, I'm living in Austin and, uh, he texts me out of the blue and he says, so I met a guy who studies moths last night and I described the sort of moth that I picked out of the air in Los Angeles, the time of year, blah, blah, blah. And he said that that type of moth is poisonous to ingest. Oh my God. So Tucker got poisoned by a moth and missed a week of work. <laughs> what? On the same topic, I don't, I'm not really afraid of most bugs. Um, if I see a spider or something, I'll take it outside or I'll just squash it, whatever. Um, bugs don't really freak me out. That being said, Something about like a moth and how flappy it is and how like aggressive and panicky they always seem like. Really, yeah, yeah, they really need a Xanax. They really cause me a lot of stress and I hate moths. I hate them. Yeah, they're uh, they're wild. Oh, Alex, I have a character I'd like to debut on the show. Okay, it's not uh, Silky Silkinson. No, that one, that was all improvised. This one <laughs> I've prepared a little bit. Uh, no. I actually came up with it this week. At school, uh, where I teach, I was reading to some kids, and I needed to spice it up a little bit. So here is a radio DJ reading a children's book. This is called Dad Can Nap. Okay. Dad is a man. He has a bad back. He can nap in a van. He can nap in a bag. He can nap. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more. It also, it kind of evolved, because I was trying to do it as a bro at first. Yeah. to the kids so i was like dad is a man he has a bad back he can nap in a van he can nap in a bag he can nap on a cat dad has a black cap dad sat on his hat <laughs> i feel like it would be great if we had radio sound effects yeah okay to add in i do like not like green eggs and ham <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Sunday, 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 dad has a cat. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the problem with our comedy, dude. Most of the time, us making fun of ourselves is funnier than the stuff we yeah. actually write. <laughs> yeah. Just us writing stuff and going, that's shit. And then we just make fun of it. That, I think, I, I always loved that about our live shows where... Uh, especially when we performed at the Roxy in Missoula, Montana, there's no performance like performer bathroom. Um, so we can't like go to the bathroom in private. So we would do like the first act and then go to the bathroom and like just people watching our show would also be peeing in there. And I would like look over to the guy in the urinal next to me and I'd be like, so what'd you think about that sketch where I played a mime? <laughs> yeah. And I fucked a corpse. Yeah. You can find that on our YouTube channel called Mime Battle. Uh, but yeah, it's always fun. 
I like that you tried like your best like Sigourney Weaver impression right there for that little plug. I'm sorry, is Sigourney Weaver known for her podcast plugs? No, she's she is the American voice of Planet Earth. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you didn't get my niche, my niche nature documentary reference right there. I didn't. Nope, I did not. <laughs> How can she narrate Planet Earth if she has been to space several times for the movies Alien and Aliens and Aliens? She she's got a good view of the planet. She's seen it a lot from afar. <laughs> she's she's narrating it as she's looking at it. That's pretty cool, actually. She's just using like Google Earth, but from space. Yeah, that's why in the middle, you know, you listen to it, and she's like, "And this is the small gecko. It's the most extraordinary gecko because it can walk on water." And then in the background, you just see, "Get away from her, you bitch." She's just doing the <laughs> same same thing. Love it. Uh, speaking of. Stuff that we almost wrote that we can make fun of now. I want to debut a new segment on the show, Alex, called What Was I Thinking? Yeah. Basically, comedians write down a lot of thoughts that go through our heads. Some of them evolve into jokes, sketches, scenes, what have you. And some of them just are destined to perish until we revive them on this podcast. Yeah. So Jacob has a notebook full of ideas. He's going to read a couple lines out or just random blurbs and we'll try to figure out what on earth was on jacob's or mine's mind you know that country song what was i thinking i'm gonna play that like me singing over that right here okay what was i thinking all right alex uh here's the first one <clears throat> doctor that can't stop jazz hands <laughs> i do you mean doctor as in like a doctor that does like prognosis or a surgeon? That's what I don't know. He can't cure jazz hands or like he's a surgeon that can't stop having jazz hands. It doesn't say it's totally ambiguous. And uh, I mean, let's dive deeper. He had to get through med school somehow with this jazz hands, either with a goal to stop jazz hands no matter what or without stopping jazz hands. So he might yeah. be like an extraordinarily skilled surgeon who can perform surgery while jazz hands ing. That would be incredible, yeah. I like to think that this is like the sequel to La La Land in sort of an alternate universe. Somebody has like a vendetta against jazz hands. Yeah. Uh, but their way to go about it and solve it is to surgically remove it from people. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like, like a, a boohoo land. Yeah, I would watch Ryan Gosling, like, as this, like, dark surgeon who's taking jazz hands away from the world. Honestly, I would watch Ryan Gosling paint a wall. True. Good point. Uh, okay, here's the next one, Alex. Okay. Uh, so, when we did our live shows, we like to uh, mess with the audience a little bit. We had a couple things uh, where it sounded like we were having issues with the tech booth but it was all planned out whatever blah 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 here's this one i fart on stage and we have an argument and break up <laughs> i think you i think i remember you like pitching me this and us like trying to workshop it and at the end of the day it was you just going like ha, and me being like jacob and then <laughs> we like couldn't get past the fact that we like broke up over a fart Dude, picture it at the end of the show. We're like thanking the audience, you know, and I fart on stage and you're like, that's enough, dude. You, I've been smelling your rancid ass this whole show. Like I'm done and you just walk out and you don't come back and that's the end of the show. I have always wanted to do a live show 
on which the audience has no throughout the entire show has no clue what is the show and what is like scripted yeah i've seen that uh i saw funk shuffle do that at ucb in los angeles it was very interesting they started the show in the audience uh and the lights in the audience never really went down and they just were started like interacting with each other but also the audience and then they would do sketches from the audience and uh it like it was impossible to tell how much time had passed like yeah it was uh it was it was good it was cool uh, here's the last one, Alex. So okay. I know we wrote this together and it's not, I'm going to just pitch it. It's a whole world. Are you ready? Yeah. So it's, it's mother Teresa. Okay. And she's, there's like a long line of people and kids, whatever. She's blessing them all. And she's being nice doing mother Teresa things. And someone walks up to her from the church and they go, are you all right? And she goes, What? And they get a Snickers out and they unwrap it and Mother Teresa takes a bite and then she turns into Adolf Hitler and the guy goes, <laughs> you're not you and you're hungry. <laughs> oh, no. Like some sort of reverse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of Adolf turning into Mother Teresa, it's the other way around. Is it just like... Anyway, Snickers, if you want us to make that commercial for yeah. you, we will. Hire us to write what could possibly be the most offensive commercial of all time. <laughs> Yeah. So that's it for what was I thinking? Nice. I like these. I do too. You want to do some police blotter? Yes. It's time for my favorite section. Police blotter. At 5 p.m., a caller reported finding a white powdery substance. An officer responded. <laughs> so it could have been anything it could have been flour it could have been sugar it could have actually been cocaine but uh you know i would i here's my policy taste stuff before you call 911 yeah <laughs> i don't think that's a good policy but also here's what i'm thinking um people don't leave their cocaine around true okay people aren't just like dropping their cocaine off on the side of the street and being like oh well yeah my parents lied about how many people would be trying to give me free drugs <laughs> yeah that's always a thing that like people are going to try to make you do all these drugs. And I was like, not really. They're going to ask if I want to pay for it. And I'm going to quickly learn. I don't have to, I don't have the money for it and just bail. Yeah. Uh, this one, very Montana at three twenty-five PM, a person reported a dog inside the fence with the Buffalo. <laughs> with the Buffalo. So, I mean, in my hometown, there's like an area where Buffalo can like roam and it's fenced off and stuff. But, uh, don't let your dog inside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a hey nine one one. I I don't know, but this seems to be a pin for them bufflins, buffaloes, and I'll tell you what. There's a dog up in there with them. I don't know if you've ever encountered this, but outside of Montana, when I say I'm from Montana, people are always like, oh, do you ride to school on a buffalo? And I'm like, do you know how big those things are? Like me riding to school on a horse is way more probable than me riding to school on a buffalo. Oh, yeah. They're also horrifying creatures. Like they're they, crazy yeah. fast and they're crazy gigantic and people die every year on them because they think they're cows. Yes. Uh, also, be careful of moose because they are similarly huge and scary. Oh, my God. Moose will fuck your day up. Moose will I would fuck rather your see day up. A bear than a moose. Like Yeah, like every brown bear I've ever encountered in my entire life is sprinting away from me 
Because yeah, you just go boo, and they're like, yeah. ah, they poop their little bear pants and run away. Yeah, oh, the answer to that question, does a bear shit in the woods? Absolutely, a bear shits in the woods. Um, But yeah, moose are terrifying. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's a good one. At 1 p.m., a person reported a weasel stuck in her window well. <laughs> what? <laughs> a Which, weasel? Like, so she I've, lives in the yeah. basement, and there was a weasel in the little window well thing? <laughs> I guess, man. It's just like a little weasel. Now, did you ever read the Red Wall books growing up? Uh, yeah, I want to say I read. It's about like, it's just like fantasy war novels, except somehow all the creatures are that they're like weasels pets. and mice and stoats. Yeah, stuff like that. And that was my immediate thought was like a weasel with like a short sword and shield. And he's like, "Excuse me, my lady, my foot seems to have trapped in your wheel well or your window well." Would you, would you be a dear and help me? I need to get off to battle. I also remember about the Redwall books. They're just being like 60 pages of describing f- a feast. I think that's why I bailed. Yeah, and that's honestly, I've never read Lord of the Rings and I tried to read The Hobbit and that was also a sticking point for me on The Hobbit was like the first hundred pages of the book is just like, here's the Shire, here's all the food they eat, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Oh, dude, if you can't get through The Hobbit, then the actual Lord of the Rings books are way more just like lengthy description. And then you get into like, he'll like introduce a character and then he'll like tell you the entire character's family tree. And you're like, I'm super lost. I don't care about any of that. I just watched The Fellowship of the Ring for the first time like two weeks ago. What? It was, it was good. I've been friends with you for six years, and you hadn't seen The Fellowship of the Ring? And I haven't seen The Two Towers yet. I have seen Return oh, of the King, but it's been a long God. time. Oh, my God. I feel personally offended. I don't know if I would have hung out with you as much as I have knowing that. <laughs> Dude, it was it was good. I liked it. It actually was. It felt more modern than I expected. Uh, my only problem with it is how often Frodo falls down. Yes, it's a whole thing, and... God, you don't even know about Frodo's orgasm face that he makes every time something goes wrong? (laughs) I can tell exactly uh, what you mean, but I was just like really pissed every time he fell down and someone had to rescue him. I'm like, good God. But I could see like the foundations for like Marvel movies. You know how in a Marvel scene, in any Marvel movie, uh, there's a main character protagonist who's fighting the antagonist. And the antagonist looks like they're about to win, but then a character who hasn't been introduced yet pops in and saves the protagonist's life. Yeah. That happens a ton in The Fellowship of the Ring. And I was like, oh, this is kind of setting that up to just be abused by Marvel movies. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Last place blotter. Okay. At 6.28 p.m., a caller reported her neighbor purposely plowed in her driveway, so she had to get someone else to plow it for her. Again, oh my god. There's nothing, like, more petty than, I mean, I, I love this town. <laughs> Just, that's that's like a declaration of war in Lewistown. Yeah, like, especially because it's probably an old lady who can't get out of her house or plow it by herself, and her neighbor's just like, you know what? She deserves to have cabin fever and plows her driveway in so she can't get anywhere. That's so mean. Oh, I refuse to believe that this old lady is... F- f- guiltless in this situation okay all right we have I mean, no idea what she's been doing to this man that would make him plow her driveway in that's all i got alex um yeah i have nothing exciting going on in my life at all <laughs> i will be recording this podcast next week <laughs> um today i'm going to work and then tomorrow i will also be going to work nice and then the day after that i will be going to work okay bye alex bye 
Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by my friend Nick, who sent me a picture of two dudes having sex with a watermelon while I was editing this episode. Thanks, Nick. <laughs>